Hi everyone, I'm Lisa Mirabile from Vertigo Media Group, and I'm here today to introduce the PWGC's Environmental Echo. This is our first podcast, and I'm here today with Paul Boyce and Nick Anastasi from PWGC. Hey, good morning, Lisa. Good morning. So I think we're all properly socially distanced. I don't know about you, but um, it's much easier for me to speak without the mask, so why don't we all just release our mask right now? Sounds good. So, Paul... You started with PWGC way back in 1993, if I remember. You remember correct, Lisa. So Paul Boyce has a very interesting career. He um, is not only a PE, but he's also a PG, and he's the CEO and president of PWGC. That's correct. Um, you don't often get the, the PG and the PE together, and it's not parental guidance. It's professional geologist. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm very proud of that, uh, that title, as well as especially the PE one. Yeah, but it started with P.W. Grocer back in 1993. It's going on 28 years, if you can believe that. Wow. You know, I don't want to say it's a life sentence because it hasn't felt that way. You know, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a great career. Um, you know, I started out um, with aspirations of being an engineer probably back in the sandbox. You know, I, I was the kid when everyone else was throwing sand around. I was building the, uh, the dams, the channels the castles, the That's walls, amazing. diverting the water from one puddle to the next, you know, elevation <laughs> to elevation. So I, I would say it was in my blood early on. That's terrific. Yeah. And then you went on to uh, get your master's degree uh, later on well, in life. Let, yeah, let me back up a little bit. I'm a third generation PE. Oh, that's so, terrific. So another thing a lot of people, you know. So it's do, really in your blood. It's in the family uh, genetics, without <laughs> a doubt. Great. My grandfather was an engineer. My father's an still with us. He's an oh, I, thank God. Still qualifies as an engineer, and right. uh, you know, I, I had certainly had the engineer bug too. But yeah, <laughs> um, started working for my father's engineering company as a young high school kid as an intern during the summers. You know, that's terrific. Doing yeah. roadway, highway type construction projects. Real interesting. So roadway, highway. So always involved yeah. in the earth. <laughs> Uh, one matter or the other, yeah. I, I, I can't get my hands out of the dirt, but um, as, as time went on, it really became more focused on the water, the groundwater, uh, surface water, fresh water, salt water, clean water, dirty water, you name it, no, water, I, I, I love it. I, I read something a little interesting, so you're an avid surfer? Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I was in the water on Valentine's Day and yesterday. Oh wow. Here in Long Island. I mean, I, I love it, I can't get enough of it. Um, that is one of my, you know, after engineering, that is, that is definitely a huge passion. That's great. Yep. As, you know, people that know me, and I, I say this often, you know, I love to work with it, love to drink it, and I love to play in it, and that's water. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. Well, I passed by Gilgo yesterday. That's as close to the water as I got. <laughs> that's where I was. <laughs> that's great. That's terrific. And Nick, you join us from PWGC as well. I believe you are the marketing director. Yes, I am. So why don't you tell us a little bit about PWGC and its mission? Well, PWGC was started in 1990 by Paul W. Grocer, hence the PWG and PWGC. Interesting. Uh, and it was started, uh, Paul had, like Paul Boyce, Paul Grocer had uh, uh, a love for the water and for dealing with things like surface water, groundwater, all types of water. And from that, he started his own company. He, he was working for um, another firm and struck out on his own and in 1990 and then what three years later paul yeah paul yeah, boyce joined the company wow uh, as so one you of, were in from the get-go i was the fifth employee yeah, as one of the first employees yeah. of, the, of the company at, at its in its nascent age and it's grown from that sense and we do uh, environmental engineering and consulting um i like to say we do everything from the ground down 
from the ground down. Yeah. That's terrific. Uh, in terms of dealing with uh, groundwater, wastewater, stormwater, uh, geothermal technology, um, on the environmental consulting side, we help clean up sites and actually design the cleanup for sites, brownfields, uh, other tainted sites that uh, that uh, are then returned to the tax rolls. Really, we help we help the development community to a large degree to get old facilities back on the on the market. Mm-hmm. And we do a lot of work in New York City in that regard. Uh, we're very uh, well versed in a lot of the programs that are out there in terms of the brownfield program, the e-designation program. We work with municipalities um, as well as uh, private interests on getting these uh, facilities and sites um, prepared to be reused. Um, On the engineering side, um, we do waterfront engineering. We do uh, bulkheads. Uh, Paul, chime in anytime you want. We do bulkheads. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Revetments, jetties, um, piers, wharves, docks, uh, anything marine construction, you know, that's that's one of our aspects. But he's getting into like the geotechnical work that we do. I mean, we we can go on all morning if you want, you know, I mean, it's it's pretty diverse, but it's it's focused environmentally. I'd love to go on all morning, but I think what's really important for your listeners is to understand that you guys were probably the first, I think, environmental engineering firms here on Long Island or were around for the longest. well, I mean, You've been here it, since 1990, and I think it's always been a specialty right. of yours. So, so it, I don't know if you were the first, but no, you were definitely we, we, we were um, certainly in one on of the, the earlier ones. Early, yes, um, early but, stages. You know, Love Canal happened back in like the 1970s, and that's sort of like the uh, the advent Jump of the off. whole in, environmental. You know, I don't want to say movement, but our environmental engineering field has really started to take off in that respect. But some parts of the environmental and uh, engineering go back to like wastewater and water supply. Obviously, those types of engineering firms and consultants have been around for you know decades and decades. So right, and the mission over at um, PWGC seems to be uh, aligned with some of uh, your heartfelt mentions that you talked about earlier about being in love with the water. Um, Absolutely, you know our, our mission. Obviously, you know, first and foremost, you, you know you see our, our tagline. It's it's client-driven solutions. It's, it's we try to be focused on the clients, and it's it's helping them meet their environmental needs and their challenges. Uh, you know, help them meet those goals and, and make it a, a sustainable and resilient future for those folks. So, Nick, um, at PWGC, I know you talk a lot about those client-driven solutions, and you were talking about um, the brown uh, brownfields. Brownfields, sorry. And I know uh, you've had a lot of notable clients. Why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, some of the most recent projects that you've worked on, or one of. Um, I guess maybe your most notable among our top five (laughs) projects uh we work we've been working at uh, garvey's point on the environmental remediation side to enable project to enable the redevelopment of that of that uh, area which Mm -hmm. had suffered from uh severe environmental contamination uh and is now well underway to being redeveloped and is going to be a a a hub a gateway right yeah for for uh you know it's along the i think the port washington line of the Long Island Railroad, right. um, and it is moving forward, and it's going to be a tremendous, if not already, it's going to be a tremendous success. Um, we've worked with uh, Brookhaven National Labs since, I think, Paul, 1994? 93. 93. My very first project at PW Grocer was B&L. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. And we worked with well, the lab to, to, again, address the sins of the past in terms of finding areas where they used to dispose of uh, used items. And, and collecting them and getting them out of the ground. Obviously, the lab has also uh, been associated with other 
um, environmental challenges uh, that we helped. So bring, many labs have ha had faced that. Yeah, yeah, to bring them back up to speed. We've worked mm -hmm. with them uh, again for more than almost 30 years. Um, Suffolk County, we work with Suffolk County on, on uh, any number of levels, uh, working both as an environmental consultant and an engineer. Uh, we're working on some of their uh, wastewater projects as we speak. Uh, some of them include the uh, development of a collection system for the hamlet of Oakdale. Uh, we did a study for the same for the uh, hamlet of Great River. Um, we did a uh, an extensive drainage study for the hamlet of West Islip, which led also led to a project that we're currently working on with Good Samaritan Hospital, Catholic Health Services, Good, Good Samaritan Hospital, and Our Lady of Consolation Nursing Facility. Yes. Um, they also, because of Superstorm Sandy, uh, had issues with flooding, and we're working on uh, designing, and I think we are out to bid it is they're out for bid. with yeah. the uh the designs for developing a system uh, a resiliency system that will enable the hospital to to operate under all conditions uh so we're across the board uh on the east end we're doing um some geothermal systems for some uh some of the residential facilities out there and obviously they're a little bit different out there than they are for the rest of the island in terms of their size and scope oh. um we're working with the village of sake village of sake harbor but regulations are the same yes okay so yes. it's just a different size different scope but regulations and right okay right. um it, we we <clears throat> we designed and oversaw the redevelopment of long wharf in sake harbor which nice. was a major project yeah. and has received accolades um i was going to say you you were you were awarded um we want to we, we yes we were for that it was. I it remember was, it was on TV. We, re we received an ACEC <laughs> award, uh, ACEC New York award for that project, um, akin to not as, not as high as what we received for the St. Patrick's Cathedral project, but an award nonetheless. An award nonetheless. Now you just mentioned St. Patrick's Cathedral's project, and now to me that was a fabulous example of um, being timely being on budget, um, working under extraneous circumstances because the Pope was, I believe, coming to town. So why don't you tell me a little bit about that? And I think, Paul, you oh, were yeah. involved I, in that I project. I was directly heavily. involved. I was one of the key designers of those geothermal wells. They're called standing column wells that sort of uh, encircle a cathedral. There's, I believe, six on the north side on 51st and another four on the south side. Um, and it was drilling in rock on a sidewalk in Manhattan, which is... <laughs> No easy feat, especially when you're going down, uh, you know, over 2,000 feet in some instances. Over 2,000? Yes. And wow. The, and the idea here was wow. to use the earth to heat and cool the cathedral, you know. Um, it, what we can do these days with, with technology in terms of the drilling and then in terms of the, the, the mechanical side on the inside using, you know, just some water that we're going to circulate back and forth between the earth and the cathedral's heat exchangers. To, with a pretty a pretty big cooling load, you know, hundreds and hundreds of tons in, inside the building. Um, amazing. Amazing project, and you got that done within um, what amount of time? Uh, it was from start to finish, it took years, but um, the finish line got closer and closer with the Pope's arrival back in 2015, Pope Francis. Um, yes. uh, you know, however you feel about the guy, he, I, I think he's great, but, um, you know, he really drove the deadline. The, the archdiocese is like, we got to have this place looking, you know, top notch for the top guy, and um, they certainly did, you know. And I'm not just saying the geothermal team; I'm saying everybody from the the restoration crew to the painters to the, the guys that did tile work and stained glass and the woodwork and 
the architects, the construction Amazing. managers. Yeah, I everyone. mean, the, the list of um, professionals and trades that were part of this team. Um, it was just great to, to get to meet these people and, and work with them. Um, real terrific exposure for, for everybody involved. Right, and, and great to be on, a, you know, have them on your client roster list. And that's, absolutely. And let that's me just great. say that the other aspect of this, which PW Grocer really gets behind, is the environmental side. All right. Yes. We are using the earth to heat and cool as opposed to fossil fuels or cooling towers and stuff that's going to make, you know, noise or be a Legionella type of problem right. or, uh, you know, just carbon emissions, you know, and the, the church or the archdiocese is really behind that, you know. They wanted to do what was right, not just for them, but for the environment, environment. as well. So they, they were willing to undertake the extra effort uh, and go that extra mile to, to, to do a project like this, at least the portion that we were involved with. And that, that really that, that impressed me, and I was, I was glad to be a part of it. Yeah, it should impress you, but then also thinking about, you know, the future. Uh, that That's an excellent solution for so many reasons, not only, you know, well, in, it, in it cutting down back, savings for It goes for, back for to our mission and vision, you know. And you, you look, you read those on our website, and it's got the word sustainable or sustainability in there, and that's that's what we're about. That's a great you know, we solution. Want, we want to leave something for the future generations. So we talked a little bit about some of your notable clients, but I believe, Paul, you've been on TV quite a bit with uh, Suffolk <laughs> County. Um, uh, it was a project in Suffolk County. Yeah. Yeah, it was a uh, school district out in Suffolk County. They were facing some uh, environmental concerns uh, over the years. You know, they were, you know, uh, it was pretty, pretty high profile. Um, you know, the, the public at large was, you know, really involved and, and concerned. And so with so with the school district officials. Uh, so they went outside to hire an environmental consultant. They selected PW Grocer. They brought us in to, to help them figure out, you know, what do we got here? What do we need to do about it? Right. You know, how do we make sure that this building is safe for occupants, meaning, uh, you know, the students and the staff? That's right. Uh, and it was, uh, it was a big undertaking. You know? I can't think of a better project really to be involved as being a Long Islander and a mom, you know, to hear that you're a part uh, without and a to doubt. know that you're taking good care of the without kids a, without and a the doubt. educators that work so hard. Um, so I was very proud of, you know, having you guys involved well, in it, that. It, and it was it was not an easy project. It was also time sensitive. And, and uh, as we were undertaking this project, the pandemic hit. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> um, lack of a better word. Are you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but that had its pluses and uh, minuses. You know, obviously it slowed things down, but it also emptied the school out. Sure. So we were able to get in there with, right. you know, instead of having to work around weekends or after hours, we had more access to the school than we normally would. But in some instances, you need the building occupied to take certain readings, you know, oh, okay. so when there's no more students and staff, right. it makes it a little more challenging. So you have to wait till they come back and, you know, but um, we got a lot of the, that type of work done prior to the school shutting in March. Great. But so you guys are pretty agile, though. You're able to adjust. We and are super flexible. Um, we definitely want, as I said, we're client-driven solutions. You know, whatever it takes, you know, we're willing to work with our clients to get, get their environmental needs met. Well, um, you talk about being agile and you talk about being, um, you know, client-driven solutions is at the core of your business. And I believe that comes from your staff and your people. Now, I've interacted with quite a few, and I have to tell you, I find them to be not only uh, professional, but they're kind. They're very articulate. They know how to communicate very well. And when, you know, everything that we do in media is evolve, revolves around deadlines, they've been very timely. So why don't you tell me a little bit about the staff, because they all yeah. seem terrific. You hit the nail on the head. You know, the professionalism, the quality work they do, the responsiveness, um, it just goes on and on. But um, we've got about, you know, just about 70 employees now. Um, our headquarters is right here in Long Island, Bohemia. 
but we also have a, an office in New York City, another one up in Saratoga Springs. Uh, we have a small office out in Seattle. You know, that's a whole. That could be a subject for a whole other uh, weapon. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll talk podcast. about that later on. But yeah, I mean, okay. and, and we've got a couple of folks. One guy in Connecticut, another one in Syracuse. Um, but it's 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 a pretty good diverse mix of professionals, um, engineers, uh, which include you know civil, environmental. We've had some mechanical engineers in there, um, some chemicals, you know, along the way. Uh, on the environmental side, it's it's hydrogeologists, it's environmental scientists, it's geologists. It's it's you know it's a really really good mix of people, um, diverse in terms of you know um, their skill sets and their talents. And, um, you know, just between the different offices, you know, we do have things spread out a little bit, right. but they, they work cohesively. You know, it's, it's a very collaborative environment, very open, very casual, um, very transparent. You know, it's sort of our culture. You know? I think that's really important to be transparent. I mean, one thing that I always uh, look for when I'm looking for a partner in business is the transparency and also that collaboration because, um, you know, the transparency to me is number one because there are always issues that come up. You have to be able to articulate them. You have to be able to, you know, kind of uh, be malleable and, and work with that. And, and sometimes it's, it's very difficult, especially in an environmental engineering spot where there could be uh, thousands or tens of thousands of dollars, you know, um, affected by that. So yeah. I think the idea of transparency well, is something that's it, really it's, important it's for everyone. It's interesting you touched on that because yeah. that's when I, we hire a new engineer or a new environmental person and, you know, that's not a person straight out of school, but somebody's, you know, worked someplace else. I always like to ask, so <clears throat> did they do this at your other place? And the answer is always no. We never heard about this. They never told us this. We didn't do this. We, we, we didn't have that kind of information. So it's it's a you know maybe we're too free with it I I don't know but it's it, it's it, they, they seem to really appreciate it you know yeah. and least, collaboration absolutely you know there's really there's no backstabbing at PW Grocer okay so now the hard question two I know we don't have a crystal ball but where do you see PWGC going in the future uh, we are on an upward trajectory without a doubt you know I I see growth I see opportunity. Um, we, in other words, organic growth. We're working to do some acquisitions, you know, to expand our horizons, our skill sets. Uh, we're going. We're taking on bigger and more challenging projects each and every year. Um, so it's. I'm not going to say the sky's the limit. That's a little cliche at right, times, right, especially right, in right. the environmental <laughs> field. But um, <laughs> the ocean's the limit, right? Yeah. No. yeah that's right. Um, <laughs> that's way better. <laughs> but we 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 really are. We're making progress. We're we're headed in the right direction, without a doubt. Um, the, the people that we've hired, we've had some really interesting strategic hires over the last couple of years. Nice. Uh, one of the most recent acquisitions was a, was a Secra. Uh, oh, yes. That was a, an individual who owns a Secra company. Brought her in. She's starting to develop that. So that's just, again, expanding our available skill sets to get, you know, more of the services under one roof to meet the client's needs, you know, and, and that's what it's, what it's about. Well, I'm excited to be working with PWGC. Nick, I know that you're going to want to talk about, uh, you know, future projects. And if you could um, sort of make a wish list, what type of projects would you like to get involved with? All of them. All of them. Everything from the from the ground down, right? Uh, in terms of future projects, again, what I alluded, had alluded to before is the um, the brownfields yes. on the environmental consulting side uh, to increase our influence in New York City uh, to enable. Uh, to expand that office and to grow the company there, as well as the other branch offices. Um, there's wastewater projects that are that are coming down the pike in the future 
uh, at the municipal level. Uh, there are geothermal projects that are coming down the pike that we're aware of, that we're, we want to be take part of. We are looking at other strategic uh, acquisitions, as Paul alluded to before, to enhance the services that we have out there. We're looking at a uh, to, to, to acquire a survey company. Excellent. Uh, that would be a, a perfect match with what Paul said before in terms Absolutely. of the, the CEQRA, which is State Environmental Quality Review Act, uh, which is a process that may or may not be necessary for the development of a new project or real estate uh, uh, development. Um, off the top of my head, that's that's what we're looking for. The, the main goal, I think, for us is to, to continue to expand and improve upon an already positive uh, environment that we have. We have a wonderful mix of education, enthusiasm, um, and experience. And that has blended very well over the past several years to, to, to leave us where we are at the moment. But as Paul said before, we, we really, we, we are on an upward trajectory and um, we look forward to the future. I know that during the pandemic, it's been difficult for many companies, but I've been watching PWGC and I've seen how you've taken the time to really set yourselves up for success for the future. You you mentioned your hires, your new hires, your new acquisitions, and I really feel that that's put you in a position where you could get those jobs that you've been speaking with and more than capable, um, more than qualified, um, and, and you have all the right talent and you guys are ready to go. So I'm excited about your future. I'm excited to see where you guys are going. The projects that you take on are always so interesting. I mean, um, just what you did in Glen Cove was fabulous, you know, and watching how that's become, you know, like you said, the hub kind of for New York City, where they're going with that. Um, so you're making an impact in my environment to be kind of corny, but true. You've been, you know, making an impact on, on my environment and it's so many Long Islanders here. I know it's uh, great to get the word out and have you guys be a part of this. So Paul, with so many people at PWGC and with so many different and various, you know, varied projects and so many specialties, how does uh, your firm uh, stay on top of regulations and trends and uh, the latest education? It's a never-ending process. Let me, let me just say that. Um, with regulations, they are evolving, they are changing, they're, sometimes they remain stagnant for a little while, but eventually they're going to change. You know? And how do we stay up with that? Um, number one, it's, it's through our connections with people, all right? with the regulatory agencies, be it the, the, the local level, the state level, or at the federal level. We've got great contacts with those types of folks. They're the ones that are proclamating these regulations. Uh, we also stay in touch through our network. You know, with our colleagues, uh, with universities, fellow engineering companies, um, we prior prior to the pandemic, we were constantly out there at events. Be they, you know, take set aside the political fundraiser type stuff, but if you go back to industry or association type events, we were on it. You know, we always had people attending these things. We've had people speaking at these things. You know, and, and it's, it's changed now to it's it's a Zoom meeting or a webinar, but um, we're still doing that. You know, uh, we have partnerships with other firms. We work with a a lead and copper, you know, a specialist type firm from the Midwest. 
Um, the lead and copper rule just changed. I know people probably don't know what that is or maybe they don't really care as long as their water's clean and safe, but we do care. Um, and those regulations hey, just changed. Yeah, they just <laughs> changed after a long time and they've become, you know, it's going to be t- t- a little bit of an undertaking for municipalities and water districts and even private clients to, to manage that. That's great. All right, but okay. we stay on top of that by following those regs as they come out from the, from the, uh, the regulators or the, or the agencies, but also with our partnerships. All right, it, it's, our, it's our people. You know, in, our, in our relationships. So you mentioned webinars and, and what I call Zoominars because you're on Zoom, right, for All most of long. these things. <laughs> and, um, you know, it is the way we're getting together. It is uh, sort of our long hallways, for lack of a better term, at this point. Do you speak at many of them? Paul? We do. We okay. do. Uh, I can give you, for instance, just back this past June during the you know middle of the pandemic, I, I was asked by the uh, the local chapter of the State uh, Professional Engineer Society to do a webinar on St. Patrick's Cathedral. <laughs> All right, and, and my we, favorite project. They said it was great, you know, and it was a two-hour webinar, which is a little long, but I, I enjoyed doing it nonetheless. Um, and we set it up where you get the, the professional development hours, the PDH. So as a licensed professional in New York State, you need to maintain your license or your registration. You need the, the PDHs. Okay. So that's, that is certainly one way to do it, and it, that definitely attracts a crowd because everybody needs these PDHs. And the other thing is, um, and I just, just learned this this past weekend, I was reading PE Magazine. All right, yes. I am a nerd. Okay. <laughs> Hardcore nerd. I'm not going to judge. <laughs> I was. It was after I got out of the ocean. <laughs> after right. he surfed. Let me reestablish my coolness. Yeah. All right. Exactly. I was reading PE Magazine this weekend, and uh, it, it said New York State. In the past, we had to have 36 professional development hours over three years, so basically one a month. Half of those you could take online, and the other ha- half had to be live learning or in-person learning. Well, along comes the pandemic, Right. There's no more in-person anything. Uh-oh. So they have subsequently changed the rules now that you can do basically all 36 can now be online. So you're going to see a, a real uptick in this stuff, as, as we just have because of the pandemic. But things have changed, you know. So these webinars are, are going to be – they're constant. And speak of the devil, it's Engineers Week this week. Oh, congratulations February. to our engineers yeah, out there. We yeah. want to give a big shout out. I, I'm Woo-hoo. not trying to be you know, too <laughs> self-promoting or give too many plugs, but it is. And uh, all the engineering organizations here locally on the island, they're getting together. The Engineers Joint Commission, the uh, American Society of Civil Engineers, uh, American Council of Engineering Companies, the PE Society, which they've right. they're putting, they put on a, you know, a, a day-long uh-huh. seminar on, you know, it's a day-long Zoom meeting, basically, but you can pick up a lot of uh, these, these educational credits that you need to maintain your, your, your registration. Okay, so um, are you for hire? Am I for hire? (laughs) Are you you for hire? So how would people get in? No, seriously. How would people get in touch with you if they wanted to discuss maybe you speaking at one of their webinars? The the easiest way is just to go to our our, our website, which is, uh, you know, pwgrocer.com. Um, you know, and there's there's a contact down there that Absolutely. goes right to Nick's email over here, and That's great. he'll direct those people to the whoever who's reaching out to us to who they need to speak to at the firm. All right. Well, thank you everyone for coming in today. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Paul. Welcome. I think sure. uh, this a was a, a great episode. Very informative. Um, really impressed by PWGC and where you're going, and I'm excited about your future. So thank you. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you. <laughs>